And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, thank you very much once again, John Bon Jovial, and welcome again, all our listeners around the world, to another The David Bowers Awards. We've got some great music this week. want to say hello also to our listeners in Rochester, New York, who listen to us over the services of WRFZ FM 106.3. Rochester Free Radio. We're going to be talking more about our friends in Rochester in uh, just a couple of minutes. But first, our first song of the week. This is a gentleman, as a matter of fact, that's going to be on next work, uh, next week's show. Not next works, but next week's. His name is Aaron Williams. Here he is doing Let Me Love You. Girl, let 
Aaron Williams is the gentleman's name. Let me love you. Aaron will be joining us on our show next week. Uh, what'd you think of that one, John Bon Jovi? I like it. It's a really nice song. It's got a nice country folk type of uh, feel to it that you don't hear That's a combination nice... like that too often. It's a nice song. I think he, he, he's yeah, got a I good voice. Yeah, I the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it does. It, it has a nice feel to it. We've been getting a lot of Americana uh, of various uh, uh, backgrounds lately, which was uh, neat because we just did that uh, fantastic uh, uh, Americana album last week and from Americana Kitchen, and we'll be, uh, we, uh, we'll be announcing now that uh, we will be doing a second show with them because there's so much great music on that album. Americana Kitchen, that was on our last show, and... Uh, we're going to have this uh, Americana country singer, Aaron Williams, on our next show. Something for you to look forward to. And uh, speaking of looking forward to, I've been looking forward to being able to uh, say something, uh, say something to our listeners in Rochester, New York, especially our friends at WRFZ FM one hundred six point three, and uh, they are going to be the recipients of our first. The David Bowers Award of the Week. Oh, thank you so much. Our uh, comb chorus there, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we are saluting our friends at WRFZ, FM 106.3, Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York, for carrying the David Bowers Awards. And we're saluting the whole crew who are celebrating their station Christmas gathering this weekend. As a matter of fact, we're recording the show on, uh, it'll be playing, let's put it this way, this show will be playing on Rochester Free Radio Saturday the 8th, and they'll be having their Christmas party Sunday the 9th. So uh, we want to congratulate you, wish you all a Merry Christmas. Regrettably, we can't be there to share my famous Christmas gift dish, but We'll dish up some healthy ha- healthy helpings of some great new indie music for you anyway. And we want to thank you, all our friends at Rochester Free Radio, as well as our listeners, followers, supporters in the Rochester area, including uh, Mary, uh, where'd it go? Mary Perry, there she is. Mary Perry a uh, in Rochester who underwrites uh, the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio. We want to thank you as well. And uh, thank you especially to the listeners of uh, Rochester Free Radio. And please, one word, give the gift of your support to the great gang there at Rochester Free Radio. Make a support contribution to them. You can do that via Patreon automatically. Simply go to the Rochester Free Radio website, click on the orange Patreon button, or you can make a one-time donation through PayPal. It's your radio station which is why they program for you for free. But it's up to each of you to keep them going. Without your help, they can't be there for you. So remember, no donation is too small. Of course, none are too big either. So send whatever you can to help support Rochester Free Radio and concerned people who support Rochester Free Radio around the world, who support free radio of any any type in any city, you can support this way also. Rochester Free Radio. Merry Christmas 
to all of our friends at Rochester Free Radio and in the Rochester market. John Bon Jovial, I know you have something you'd like to say. Yeah, you know, we mentioned Americana music uh, a few minutes ago, and the only thing that I want to add to that is, on a sad note, uh, speaking of American music, it was 51 years ago this week that we lost Otis Redding in that plane crash, and so truly a sad event, and I haven't heard any mention of it on the media, haven't heard any of the local radio stations or satellite radio stations playing any of his music, uh, which I think is a shame because the man was an absolute genius. So, yeah, 51 years ago this week, we lost Otis Redding. Rest in peace, Otis Redding. I know we just passed the anniversary of the death of John Lennon as well. Yep, a couple and, of days uh, ago. They, uh, they keep adding up. Uh, guess it sooner or later it catches up with all of us. But uh, thank you for that, uh, John Bon Jovial. And looking at the old clock, we've got, uh, actually, we've got a couple of minutes there. So before we get to uh, our first guest, uh, talk to us, John Bon Jovial. How are things in Bon Jovial land this week? Oh, it is a Bon Jovially good time going on here in southwest Florida. The weather has finally broken, and we are having high temperatures now in the low 70s and into the 50s at night with low humidity. And this is one of the truly good times of the year that it's great to be in Florida I know you've heard me say it before, but uh, especially, you know, for our friends up in the North Country, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around it, but endless summer does get old. And I know that uh, <laughs> while people are up there, you know, freezing their rear ends off right now with, uh, you know, teen-type temperatures, uh, you know, they're thinking, it's, oh, screw you, Bon Jovi, I'm freezing my ass off up here. Well, yeah, I, I get that, but... <laughs> You know that. Uh, you know hey, that. Keep in mind, rate. everyone. Keep <laughs> keep in mind, everyone. That both John Bon Jovial and myself are originally from Snow Country. Oh, so yes, we, we are. Feel for you. We understand what you're going we through. We get it. And uh, yeah, we definitely do. We get it. But you know, you have that heat wave where it's 96 degrees for three days in a row. You know, and the whole world is coming to an end, and it's the top-selling news story of the day on channel thus and such. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, a three-day heat wave? Yeah, that must that must really be tough. You know? <laughs> Try that heat wave for relate. ten months in a row. <laughs> yeah, well, we're uh, well. You know what uh, what our temperatures are like from about the end of May to the end of September, oh, yes. and we've been right about where you were, we've been right about where you were, um, low 70s, 50s at night, we've had a couple of 40s, uh, haven't had any 30s locally, but we have uh, had around the state, and as a matter of fact, up in the uh, Grand Canyon area, it's been in the teens at night, but uh, it's quite cooler, and our humidity has been a little higher, actually, which is strange, we've been, uh, we've been up in the... Uh, 60-70% humidity uh, area at a few times and actually gotten a few sprinkles too. So, uh, yeah, it's settling down into uh, the local uh, fall to winter uh, cycle in uh, our areas, although the uh, the Midwest, the South Midwest and Deep South uh, got hammered with a lot of snow yeah, boy, uh, yesterday sure and did. today. I've got a friend that lives up in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, and he was saying he got a foot of snow at his house, which is, it's not unusual for them to get snow. It's just unusual for them to get that amount of snow. 
Oh, yeah, there was one area, I forget which one it was, but I know one area got the equivalent of their entire year's worth of snow out of this one snowfall. That's kind of like us getting a, uh, what, a three-inch rainfall, which is our annual rainfall or something. But uh, that's uh, a lot if you're not used to it. So, yeah, definitely our, uh, our hearts and feelings go out to all of you who are suffering from this uh, you know, from this rather brutal and somewhat early start to winter. This is Rob Parisi listening to the David Bowers playing that funky music. Oh, thank you so much, Rob Parisi. He's been on the show uh, more than once. As a matter of fact, he was one of our earliest uh, followers and guests on the show. Uh, Rob and play that funky music, white boy, and uh, the... Uh, the uh, Wild Cherry, the funky music uh, benefit that he staged in his hometown uh, for the uh, college fund that he created for students at his hometown high school. We salute you, Rob Parisi. I think now it's time to get to our first guest of the week. We have a young lady that you probably, you may not have heard of, but you are probably going to hear a lot more from a girl named Skella. There's her first song, Heartbeat and liquor. I saw I saw the ship come in. I do it again, I do it again. I've always been like this. Why you looking at me like it's some kind of surprise? The way your tongue tastes Got me sleeping on West Feeling one all over the place I can't be I can't be
There you go. Her name is Skella. That's Heartbreak and Liquor, and we're going to bring her in right now. Come on in here, if you would, please, Skella, and say hello to everyone. Hi, how's it going, guys? Doing just great. So glad you could join us here today, share some time with us, and uh, help us all to get to know you better. Now, you're based out of New York City, right? I am. I'm based in Brooklyn. Uh uh-huh, good old Brooklyn. I remember that way back when they, they had a baseball team called the Dodgers there. That was uh, that was long ago in a galaxy far away. Now, Skella has been, uh, listeners, <laughs> Skella has been uh, uh, labeled, it, since we have to label everything, <laughs> uh, I think she rather appropriately uh, labeled an independent, fearless, and genuine singer. And, uh, Skella, I know before we get into let you tell us more about yourself and what you've been doing and what you are doing. I know that you have a uh, rather unique story about uh, your start in the music business uh, back a long time ago. Uh, something about a, uh, a funny tape recorder or something. Oh, yes, actually. So I was, I was pretty young when I started to sing and I would spend basically like hours and days with this Mickey Mouse recorder that had a chipmunk feature on it, you know, like the chipmunks in the Disney movies. (laughs) And it would make the music go like really, really fast. And obviously it's gone really fast, so it would, you know, go very high as well. And that's basically how I taught myself how to sing when I was little was by like mimicking the songs that I heard, but then also mimicking them in their high voices, which is, I think, how I first started to develop, to develop my range as a kid, which is uh, kind of funny, but that's when I, I remember becoming obsessed with music and replicating the songs that I heard on this, like, tape player, basically. Fantastic. <laughs> that's, that's a good story, and that's why I wanted you to share it, because it's a good one, too. And really, you know, whatever it takes to get you where you're going. Uh, now, you you really, uh, I don't know how long you've been at it, but I know you broke back in uh, early 2017 in New York City. You had a big show there, uh, right? Yeah, actually, that's probably around the time that I would say I started, like really, really started doing Skella, basically, um, around the time of my first EP, October 2017. Uh, and what's happened since then? Well, uh, a lot, a lot happened. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> where, where does one start? Uh, so basically right after I put out the EP in October, 2017, I of course had like a, you know, crisis about what I was doing next and who I was and how would the music continue to grow and how I wanted to basically continue being the kind of artist I wanted to be. And I came up with this idea to release a project that would essentially allow me to grow into the kind of artist I wanted to be. And with that, hopefully build into kind of telling the world about this secret project that I've been working on for a very long time as an artist. And basically I came up with Project 10, which is 10 songs and 10 music videos the idea is that they're released over the course of 20 weeks in 2018. So we're like well into it. And yes. on top of that, it's going backwards. So it's a countdown basically to reveal this secret project that I've been working on. 
And um, I, of course, you know, made this, made up this idea in like a, a moment of, of enlightenment and, you know, excitement. And I'm actually in shock that it's actually happening <laughs> and that it's almost over. <laughs> that is, uh, that is quite a project and uh, quite a dream on your part to, to come up, not only come up with the concept, but to actually be able to put it together and make it happen. So how far along are you on those, uh, on those songs now? Yeah, well, so we're, we basically come this Wednesday, coming up on the, uh, the 12th. I'm like, what day is it? Yeah, the 12th. It is. <laughs> we have that problem too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it's Monday, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, so anyways, um, so on the 12th, that'll be our second to last music video and song to drop. So right now we have just two songs and music videos left. Like we're, we're into it. We're almost finished. It's crazy. Okay, now does, where does Heartbeat and Liquor fit into the, uh, the sequence? So Heartbreak and Liquor was basically the last song to uh, come out. It's the third on the project. Um, and Heartbreak and Liquor for me was one of my favorites. And it was also one of the, I feel like one of my, one of my more emotional songs. Because I'm not really one to write love or breakup songs. It's just not my style. For some reason, I'm mm -hmm. just not, I'm not like always writing about love. But I feel like when you do it, you have to be, you have to you have to say something new and interesting. So, heartbreaking liquor for me was about the, I guess it was like about the dichotomy of love and toxicity, and also about just something that you can never really get back because it's it's not good for you in a way. And when you do get it back, it will never really be as good as the real thing. So that's kind of the part of my journey, anyways. Heartbreaking liquor is like my song that. I kind of went through relationships and I wanted to make sure that I, I kind of like told that story. So that's where it kind of falls into project 10 is it's the pretty much only like real, real romantic song on project 10. I feel so, you know, obviously everyone has love and love is a huge part of people's lives. So I had to fit in there somehow. A really keen edged observation on life and love and the fact that you were able to translate that into your own musical picture and convey the message so well. I like it. I love the song. And John Bon Jovi, oh, you look you. like you have something on your mind. Well, a question and an observation. First of all, Skella, welcome to the show. We're thrilled that you're with us. Uh, I'm listening to your, your song, and I'll be honest with you, this is the first time that I have heard Heartbreak and Liquor because Dave will go out of his way to uh, make sure I don't listen to the music because he wants my honest opinion uh, without being jaded by having time to think about an opinion. And my, my initial observation is that it really has a nice ethereal feel to it uh, and, and, and a nice message. Your production is, is terrific. And so I want to congratulate you on putting together a really nice song. Um, but Thank you. I, I, what that is, oh, well, sure, but what this is basically all leading up to, which I, I try as much as I can to ask every guest that comes on to the show, what or who, or, or who is your muse? Well, I feel like my muse 
my muse changes a lot in life. Like I said, I don't, I don't really write love songs. So for me, when I wrote this one, for this muse in particular, I feel like it's more based on the shadow of a person. So it's definitely, it's, it's kind of an all-encompassing muse, if that makes sense. Like for me, something that I've definitely struggled with is vices. And in a way, love can be a vice. And it gets tangled sometimes. So my muse, I guess, I, I'm trying to, like, think back on, like, exactly who it's about. But I have this really distinct memory, actually, of standing in Warsaw, which is a venue in Brooklyn. And I was standing there with my friends. And, you know, we're just homies. And I remember thinking to myself how much I missed this person that was gone. And I couldn't get them back. And, and that line, actually, there's a line in the song that says, I'm at a musical and I miss the way your tongue tastes. And it's, it's like you can still feel the person there. And it also has this reference, obviously, to like I was drinking in that moment. You know, I was having a, I was having a drink, watching a show. And it was, it's weird because there are all these connections in my life with, I think, alcohol, honestly, and people that like you're dating and that you miss and you love. And it happens so often that for me, like, I guess my music partially liquor which is kind of a strange thing to say but yeah no actually it's what we want we just want honest answers yeah. And, and yeah you're absolutely right it that vices can be amused love can be a vice it can be a good vice hopefully it is a good vice for you skella is are there any particular artists that have influenced you oh absolutely my number one, I always say, always, always say, is this band called Frightened Rabbit. And that was the first band that ever impacted me in, like, a real, real way as a writer. Um, they write a lot about the physical, the physicality of emotions, basically, and how it is a very, it, even though, like, emotions are obviously a heady kind of thing, it is a very physical reaction. So that's, like, my number one influence. And then, like, over the past couple of years, I've been, like, obsessed with the 1975 I I love the 1975, and additionally, I'm also really I'm really into like kind of like lo-fi indie rock, and there's mm -hmm. just something really pure and there's something really pure about lo-fi music because it's not trying to sound like anything, and it's just like doing itself if that makes sense, and it's always raw, it's always true, and I mean obviously my sound is very different than lo-fi, but I try to always like take a bit of inspiration from that genre, like whether sure. I like it or not, I always. I always hear it show up. What I'm hearing here, and uh, tell me if I'm if I'm right or not, but uh, I, I seem to be hearing the feeling that writing the the lyric, the emotion, that it, whatever is the subject matter of the song, uh, is the priority with you. Almost like you would write the lyrics first and then put the music to the lyric. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I actually, I wrote this song in the back of a cab, which is kind of funny. Um, my friend Ross, who produced it, he he basically sent me a song and was like, oh, this is reminds me of you. It kind of has like this 80s inspiration. And I remember sitting in the cab and like humming and just immediately thinking of like this hook. And I remember sitting down and being like, this has to be, this has to be, if I'm going to write, you know, a love or a breakup song, it has to be, it has to be true to me. 
And I remember then like kind of looping in lines and lines from poems that I had written at a later time or an earlier time. But yeah, it's, it's always about the words. Like for me, words are, words are really everything because I think it's a responsibility to, you know, like have a, have a voice and be like, Hey, I want to be a musician. And in that it's like, I want to say something, you know? Right. I, I think you are, if not already there, you are headed in the direction of transcending being a musician and actually being an artist. And I, I get that feeling from the way you talk, as well as uh, as your music, which I've, uh, ahead of John, I've had a chance to listen to a few tracks. And uh, John's right, I do like to get his uh, his instant first impression, which is why uh, very rarely will he get to hear the music before the show. We do that deliberately, but uh, I have been very pleasantly surprised uh, by you and your music, and I really do like it. And the thing that gets me is it has a commercial appeal, too. This is something that I see being able to be commercially viable and, uh, you know, ultimately getting the radio plays and the sales, which, of course, is always nice. Now, we only have about a minute left, and I want to give you time to tell us about this next tune we're going to play and how it fits into your uh, into your sequential countdown of your 10 songs. This is a thing called Sailboat. Yeah, so Sailboat is the first song on Project 10. It is an intro, basically, to the project, and it is about me telling my story and how the rest of the project unfolds. It's all about letting people know that, I guess this is like the real Stella in a way, but yeah, that's, that's Sailboat. Okay, and I thank you so much for being here with us today, for sharing your music, telling us your story, uh, an intriguing story it is. I do hope you'll keep in touch with us. I have a page on Facebook, uh, which you can find by just uh, uh, by just searching Facebook for the David Bowers Awards, and that page is up there solely for my guests to post their new releases, their play dates, anything you want to share with your fans. It's one more place to put on your press release list and uh, post up there whatever you have going on in your life. But please keep keep in touch with us. Let us know what's going on. We'd like to have you come back and see us again. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me again. You're so welcome. And thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. Skella, S-K-E-L-A. This is called Sailboat. Well,
and the radio. Skella and Sailboat from her 10 album Countdown uh, that she's put together. I think you're going to be hearing a lot more from Skella. You heard her right here on the David Bowers Awards. Don't forget to tweet your comments on Twitter. Hashtag TDBA is in the David Bowers Awards. Our next guest is standing by, and uh, he's got a lot to talk about, too, so we're going to bring him on right now. This is Mr. Dan Lawson, the blues guitarist, and a thing called... Minor issue.
there you have it. It's called Minor Issue by our next guest, who's returning with us for, I don't know, the third or fourth time. Welcome aboard, Dan Lawson. Good to have you back here, Dan. Hey, David. How are you? Good to be back. Doing well, thank you. You all set for Christmas? Ah, uh, hell no. <laughs> that's what I like to hear that's what I like to hear always wearing on us man Dan <laughs> hey listen Dan you oh, have been no. doing you have been doing some stuff lately uh, I've got uh, well let's talk first about your uh, about your encounter with Jethro Tull well um, encounter or yeah well the show I did <laughs> a couple weeks ago encounter is one thing um, no, we. Uh, I opened for Martin Barr, the original guitarist with uh, Jethro Rattel. Um Right. There's a great, great story behind that, anyway. But yeah, there was a great show. The band was great. Um, many, many moons ago, when Dan was young, that's back when Jesus was in my band. By the way, sang like an angel. <laughs> anyway, um, I was 15 years old. Hopped, hopped a freight train where I lived in Maryland, and hit me and a friend of mine. We went about 28 miles on the slow free train all the way to Baltimore, jumped off the train, ran down to the box office, and bought tickets. It was three days before my uh, first, my 15th birthday, and we bought oh, tickets God. to see Jethro Tull. <laughs> and that was my first concert I ever went to. Um, I was so blown away at that concert, I finally made up my mind that that's what I was going to do. Of course, after 24 years in the Army, that's what I did, was play music afterwards. Um, <laughs> well, it was great. Let me ask Martin, you certainly. Let me ask you this, Dan. Was that your, now that was your, your, your first, was that your first encounter, <laughs> to use the word again, with uh, hopping a slow-moving freight train? Oh, well, heck no. We've been jumping on that train <laughs> for years because it's very slow. It runs every two hours, and it ran between Baltimore and Philadelphia. And it used to be called at that time um, the B and O Railroad, and then became, right. then that stopped and became Penn Central. But yeah, there was very slow freight train. Uh, it used to travel from Baltimore all the way through four or five towns till it got to my little town in Abbey Grace, which is in the northern part of Maryland. But uh, yeah, we all did it. Um, of course, I had then, a feeling. Yeah, I had a feeling from the way you talked about it that that wasn't your first time uh, hitching a ride, as it were. But, uh, so you guys had the... Oh, well, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. You're, you're right. Oh, I was just going to say, you. so you, you had, a, uh, had a good time with, uh, with Martin Barry. You probably had a, a lot to talk about, and I imagine it was a, a fun show for the audience, too. Well, not only did we open for him, but we actually played an after party for him at the theater that we played at in uh, just outside of Boston. So it was uh, it was one thing to open for him, but it was a different story when he came down, him and the band, and they're sitting there at the table watching us. Um, it was, uh, um, even at my age, it was nerve-wracking. So, but And a very high compliment, too. Songs, it was good. Oh, oh yeah. you know, he's... He he was he really enjoyed the music. Um, he was amazed that three guys could make as much music as we did. But um, it was it was really a, an honor actually to open for him, and then more an honor to have him sit there and enjoy us. You know, when we got done. Absolutely, I know what you mean. Now you talk about uh, name dropping, or we're going to drop another one here because you just came oh. off a show with Rick Derringer. <laughs> that was Friday night. That was a blast. 
That was uh, well, go, another go question. ahead. Tell us about Ricky. It. Rick, Rick and I have been friends probably at least thirty years or longer. Um, we have done many, 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 many shows together, and we hadn't played together since the show we did in Boston at the um, uh, Hat Shell, uh, where they have the big Independence Day party there in Boston on the Charles River. We hadn't played together for about ten years. Yes, yeah, that's the Esplanade and, um, along Charles River where all the sailboats. At the Esplanade, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly where it is. And we um, we played together probably around ten years ago with us and um, and Rick and um, Steppenwolf, as a matter of fact. And Rick invited oh me to come up and do a couple songs with him. Yep, and I did a couple songs with him. Of course, we did rock and roll hoochie coo, of course, you know. And of course. Um, and then, but this time uh, we did um, we just did the one song because it was a club venue and it was just packed and and very very busy. But um, he still invited me up, and we did a Johnny Winter song back in USA. And mm. we and I tore that place up. We tore that place up for about twenty minutes. <laughs> so why doesn't that? It was great. Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> well, he just said to me, he looked at me, and says, "You know, we're going to go at it." I went, "That's what I wanted to hear." So I looked at it. Go and ahead. Got to do it right, and, and we did. And we did. <laughs> hey, I got to ask you. I got to ask you this now, Dan. Uh, <laughs> I've seen you posted a bunch of the pictures. Uh, from that gig, and uh, one I saw a uh, saw a young lady ask the question that I'm about to ask you. Uh, I think she worded it a little differently, but is Charlie Torres' hair really that long? Charlie's hair goes all the way down to the middle of his calf in the back. Yes, <laughs> yes, I saw yes. that. <laughs> and he whips he whips them damn things around. He hits you in the face. He hits Rick. I mean, he hit us both three or four times, but, hey, you know, Charlie is such a phenomenal entertainer and bass player. I mean, Charlie has played with everybody from Edgar Winter and Bo Diddley, and, uh, and of course, uh, just the names are just goes on and on and on. Phenomenal players. I mean, everybody, even Tommy Curiali, the drummer of the band, is Johnny Winter's uh, drummer. Um, oh. Johnny. He was with Johnny when Johnny passed away. And, uh, oh. but. All of us, we've all been playing together as, and as friends for at least 25 years or longer. And Rick, I've, I've been probably the longest because it's been well over 30 years with Rick that we've been friends. But great players, great people, and a lot of fun. Awesome. And when you get a bunch of great people together who just happen also to be great talents, it's, a, uh, it's definitely an experience. And I want to... Uh, Remind you, as I always do when you come by and, and spend some time with us, that John Bon Jovial, my co-host, is also one of those Bastonians, and uh, he knows Hell the area yes. real well. He's down in the, Love you, he's John down in the native yeah. Fort Myers area of Florida right now, and I'm out here in the, in the uh, near west coast in the Phoenix area. So you get around to either one of those areas, give us a holler, because we would love to come and uh, watch and hear you in action. So keep us in mind for well, that. If you, you just remember any time I'm around and you're around, you just you got my phone number. You can call me and I'll set that up for you in a heartbeat anytime. You know that. You know, guys could always fly up January 9th. I've got a big show with Boyster Cult up here. You know, we can come up to my show. I'll tell you what, I would, well, I would love that. that. You know, it's funny, you mentioned that, uh, you mentioned the, the half shell and, and uh, the esplanade, and, you know, it just brings back memories of the late 60s and walking around with a psychedelic gleam in my eye at all times. Yeah, his, his eyes are glazing over as he speaks. <laughs> yeah. 
I can I can dig that. You, I live in a state where that's legal now. Oh yeah, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Not only do you live in a state where it's legal, but you also live in a state where there's a baseball team that just happens to be the World Series champions. And and and, and Dave, I'm not talking about the New York Yankees. Well, listen, we can oh, them all. <laughs> oh, you mean that? Uh, what is that team here? Um, um, I can't remember the name. The, 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 the Crimson Hosiery or something. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I know I'm know, i going to catch hell for this, but I'm not a big Red Sox fan. Oh, come on. You're from Boston. Give me a break. <laughs> I, was bo- I, was born, I was born and raised in Baltimore. I am still an Orioles fan. Oh, well, I'm so oh, sorry for the year that they had then. <laughs> you're closer to being yeah. a Yankee fan than, uh, than, a, than a Boston fan. I mean, the Yankees started uh, in Baltimore before they moved to New York. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, you were, yeah, you were around them. The yeah. <laughs> and yeah, let I, me ask you this, guys. Are, are any of you Patriots fans? Well, not here. Uh, I'm sorry, neither am I. I I should be. That game yesterday. That game yesterday. (laughs) That was amazing. That last play. That last play. My my wife, my wife, Brenda Godlover, is an incredible, um, you know, uh, they call Patriots fan. And, of course, here we go again. Even though they moved to Indianapolis, I'm still a Colts fan. I know, I know, I know. But I got up and did a dance. That was for the ages. If I'd have had that on film, I would have won Dancing with the Stars hands down after that play. <laughs> oh, no. Nobody filmed it. That's uh, terrible. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that last play yesterday was one for the ages. We're going to be watching that for years to come. Yeah, that was incredible. Really I sure was. hope so. Really you'll, see it, you're see it every, you're, you'll see it everywhere but in the Boston area. Yeah. You won't see it in New England. They won't show that. <laughs> no, that's quite who, possible. Who knows Boy, that's going to rank right up there with the. That's going to rank right up there with the infamous Stanford band play. Yeah. Well, kudos to oh, the Dolphins yeah, for pulling yeah, it yeah. off. I'm telling yeah, you, you know, if you just football is so unpredictable. I mean, that's a fact. I mean, yeah. a perfect example. Perfect example is look at Chicago. They bumped off L.A. last night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they you bumped never, off the Rams. That's where the old expression came from on any given Sunday. But right now on any given the David Bowers Awards, we run out of time. And uh, so we're going to have to wrap this up, Dan. But before we do, tell us a little bit about this track we're going to play next, which is uh, live at the Blue Ocean. Well, first of all, the last track, I just wanted to let you know, that is just the guitar tracks. When that is done, I'll send you the whole thing. I'll look forward to it. My minor issue with but this last one is the actual first song from the new album that we released. We were playing that night at Blue Ocean with Roomful of Blues. And we, decided, we were debating whether to debut it. But, you know, we said it was a packed house. It was sold out. We promised them something special. And, uh, and we threw it at them. And it's, um, we just we love doing it. It's a great, it's just a different kind of um, kind of shuffling blues song that not many people do. And, um, and it's Pretty simple with its lyrics. Don't tell me you love me. You got it. So. You got it. Dan, thank you as always for Thanks, coming Dan. by and spending Great some to hear time from with you us. Again. We definitely look forward to the finished version of that track. Ladies and gentlemen, check this one out. Dan Lawson live at Blue Ocean. This is Mojo Vision.
We uh, are working on a brand spanking new album, and tonight, you folks get to hear one of the first products. We have not debuted this till tonight, so as a part of the room, room full of blues family, another new one. Don't you tell me that you love me Don't you tell me that no more Why don't you tell me that you love me, baby Don't you tell me that no more Don't tell me that you love me Don't be hanging around my back door I'm gonna tell everybody In the neighborhood Got a kind of little woman, baby so you know I'm a bad don't be hanging around my bad door. If you're telling all your lies, if you try to bring me down, keep telling all your lies, baby. Cause you know
Oh, there you go. That's Dan Lawson and company live at Blue Ocean from his latest album. And uh, we'll be looking forward to having uh, Dan come back and fill in that first track we played because those are just the guitar tracks. Yeah, that was I good. I can't wait to hear that. That was good. Very guy's talented. He is very talented. He's got some great stories to share. And it's always a ball having him on the show. We look forward to having him back next time. Next week, we've got a couple of newer artists for you. Uh, a couple of, uh, I guess you could call them Americana modern country artists. Uh, we've got Aaron Williams, who you heard at the top of the show, and a guy by the name of Drake King. They'll be joining us next week, and who knows what kind of other surprises we'll have. But right now, no surprise, John Bon Jovi, I think it's time for you to take us home. You got it. Hey, folks, thanks a lot. You've spent another hour with us this week right here at the David Bowers Awards, and we are very grateful for your attendance. TDBA is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and of course from the Valley of the Sun in beautiful Tempe, Arizona, and is available for free on Blog Talk Radio, also on YouTube, iHeartRadio, iTunes, plus a plethora of other places where you can get your favorite podcasts. Click the follow link on Blog Talk Radio and like the David Bowers on Facebook as well as Twitter, and be sure to follow us on a weekly basis on a daily basis to find out what is going on. Join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturdays at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZFM 106.3 that's Rochester Free Radio and on Blog Talk Radio Sunday 2 p.m. Eastern 11 a.m. Pacific and 7 p.m. UTC for more great indie music and talk with the artists that make it all happen. So, until next week, for the David Bowers Awards, Nick the Newly Married Geek, and, of course, myself, John Bon Jovial. I'm grateful you've been here. We'll see you next week. Love everybody, and we'll talk to you on the David Bowers Awards right here on Blog Talk Radio next week.